Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a very long time since we've done this type of episode. Thanks in part due to this wonderful pandemic that we're living through at the moment. Wonderful. And we're going to do a location-based episode today. Not on location, but a location-based episode where we talk about a city's beer. The last time we did this... I want to say we did your Asheville, North Carolina one. I think we did you in Denver. Was that the more recent one? Yeah, because me in Asheville, me in Asheville is 2018. I feel like we were, like, we haven't even done our first fresh hop. That's like episode six is me in Asheville. Okay. Well, my my episodes are all messed up. It might be Denver, whatever the case may sure. be. Oh, Montana. Yes. That would technically be the most recent one. Technically, yeah. Um, we have not done any local cities as part of that, or lo- semi-local cities. And because this weekend, one Patrick Harris took a little a couple of hour drive down to Central Oregon. Ooh, that's me. And stopped in Bend for a couple of days and posted mm-hmm. many pictures on our Instagram page, at Beers on Us. And... I want to talk about Ben Beer. Okay. Because we haven't, I mean, we talk about Ben Beer, but sure. we haven't done an episode based on Ben. And because you went there this weekend, you now kind of have the fresh in your mind where everything is, how they're all doing, how the spots all look, what the beer is like right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the perfect time to do it. Yeah, why not? I learned a bunch of stuff and uh, reinforced some other things. Cool. So we'll get to that in a minute. Well, you can find us most places you can find podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on the Odyssey app, replacing... Odyssey. Radio.com. Odyssey. Part audio. Part audacious. Part Odyssey. Love it. The Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y if you don't know how to spell it. If you had the Radio.com app, should have transferred already. It auto-updated, yeah, but if uh, if not, that's where you can find us there. Omni and uh, TennyToTheFan.com as well, and Stitcher is where you can find us. Social media pages. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on both Twitter and Instagram. And we are on Twitter at Beers and Us Pod, Facebook.com slash Beers and Us, and Instagram.com slash Beers and Us. So let us know how we're doing and hit us up with the beer you're drinking. Send us DMs and all that good stuff. And you can see our pictures and posts that we do there, although Instagram tends to be our main hub for most of things at this point. 
Subscribe, rate, download, review, whatever options you have on your service. And if you have not done so yet, please do so. Apparently, we had a very good month download-wise. I heard yesterday that uh, yeah. that our numbers were were a little better than usual. Usual. So thank you guys for listening this month and sticking with us through the pandemic, the pandy, the pandemic. And uh, hopefully, we can keep keep you guys on as listeners. If you're new listeners, for when we can actually go out and do stuff again. Yeah. Um, we, we appreciate it. That's really rad. I didn't know that. My second vaccine shot is on Monday. I have the 19th. You're next Monday, two mm-hmm. Mondays from now. And then two weeks after that, we'll be fully inoculated and things will be opening up again. And, uh, well, you know, maybe oh. things will get back close to normal. Hopefully, we're about to take a step back. Well. Multnomah County is about to take a step back. Yes, as is Clackamas County. Yep. Um, because of the in, spike in cases. Yep. When I was in Bend, they are about to do the exact same thing. But, uh, you know, at the moment... At least for me, selfishly, I'm a couple weeks away from being fully inoculated. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Ditto. By the way, isn't it kind of strange, total tangent, how all of these words that we've never said nor known are now part of our everyday language, mm-hmm. like inoculated mm. and pandemic, things that like, I mean, I knew what a pandemic was, but sure. words you just say now naturally because we've been saying- You at Grains of Wrath? <laughs> because we've been dealing with it for over a year. Yeah. It's like, it's just the whole new part of the vocabulary has been entered into our brains forever. Contraction. Yeah. Um, inoculated is a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think whatever. Capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I mean, even though capacity is more of a generally used term, that is definitely a term that we use a lot more. Yeah. Just general, just things like that. You know, it's more of the sciencey terms I was thinking right, of right. than capacity, but yeah, like that just stuff that we uh um what's the uh oh, like herd immunity, right? Mm, herd immunity, like, yeah. Why would we have ever said herd immunity <laughs> ever? Uh but now we say it all the time. Say it all the time. So it's just kind of interesting. But yeah, we're getting pretty close to to getting fully vaccinated here. So hopefully that means that we are very close to being able to do some to most things like normal. I have been enjoying seeing some of the news that is coming out after you know people have had the vaccine and we're getting more results in that it's really effective it stops a lot of the variants Mm -hmm. and you don't carry much of a viral load if you still have covid with it so you're not spreading it nearly at all and that basically you can just kind of go do your own thing with other people who have been vaccinated and people who haven't because you're not spreading it and they're not going to give it to you or if they do you're fine yeah it's like i'm excited about that it's so close. Yeah, yeah. In <clears throat> April nineteenth, it sounds like everyone's uh, everyone. I think I heard in the state of Washington, everyone's at April nineteenth. I know El Presidente wants everybody April nineteenth. Kate Brown said the same. Kate thing. Kate Brown said the same thing. So yeah, so go Cascadia. Let's get on top of this and let's get back to having fun. It's apparently very hard to get an appointment. So do your best. Sign up for that Oregon mm-hmm. site, the O the OHA site. Yep, where they text you if there's availability. Check your pharmacies, uh, but from yeah, what I've been everywhere now, it's Walgreens, Safeway, Albertsons, like Rite Aid, you name it, they've all got it. Yeah. Uh, so look at all the sites, see if you can, you know, call them and see when they have appointments come up or whatever, and try to get in there because it's going to be difficult now that every single person is going to be able to get one. Um, all right, weekend beer. Your weekend beer is our episode. My weekend beer is uh, the picture I posted on uh, Saturday, I believe it was. No, Sunday it was. And I had the Ecliptic Chuckanut Vienna Style Lager Ooh, hello. collaboration. How was that? Uh, it was delightful. Mm. I'm going to say Vienna Lagers are not my thing mm-hmm. as much as they are your thing. They are my thing. <laughs> it's like your go-to. Yeah. 
and you've brought some in on this on the podcast, and they're good. I don't dislike mm-hmm. them. That was good. That's awesome. That's Have you, awesome. You haven't had it yet? No, I haven't had it. My go-to Vienna lagers are I love Von Ebert's Vienna lager. I love Chuck and Nuts regular Vienna lager. The Breakside Crew, they make a great Vienna lager as well. And I'm sure there's some out there that I'm not. Oh, Wayfinders Vienna is great. I've drank a ton of you and me by Berlick drink. And yeah. Well, the ecliptic chuckanut is delightful. Well, and I like the style so much that sometimes I probably drink bad versions of Vienna lager, but I'm like, there's the malt. Love it. That's kind of the same Sign way me up. for me with some stouts. I'm yeah. like, eh, but. Not but well, roasty, well. chocolatey, dry, yeah, it gives, me, gives me plenty of it. Ooh, Grains has a Vienna batch on right now that is really good. I had the Wayfinder Export 68, which was an export lager. That was really good. I had one of those this week as well. It was uh, very, very tasty mm-hmm. and delightful. I really enjoyed that. I ran into Kelsey, who's a former brewer at Wayfinder. Mm-hmm. I ran into her, and I saw it in the can, and she's recently departed from them, and I said, hey, I know you guys have done this in the past, but I can't remember. Is this one of the really, really good ones? She goes, I made that. It's delicious. And so I bought it and I was like, all right, I trust you. She knows what she's talking about, so I trust her. I tried a beer from Varietal Beer Company, which I've been seeing a lot more at Market of Choice. I think they're in California or they're somewhere, Mm -hmm. not in Oregon. And um, it was just a stout. It doesn't really have a name on it. It's just a black and purple can. It's a cool little can. It was a solid stout. I enjoyed it. Uh, I had the Culmination Familiar Spirit Black Lager, which was delightful. I had Matchless's None More Black Black IPA, which was pretty good. And I tried the Away Days Egg Chasers Golden IPA, which was really, really good as well. I've been enjoying the Away Days beers that I've been trying when I see them on the shelf. Good. I'm glad. Um, I, I root for that. And hopefully the Toffee Club opens back up. The uh, And then the other one that's in the middle is going to be our beer of the week this week. So if you saw the picture and you know what it is, I'm very excited about this beer. Less so for the type of beer, which I'm sure will be good, hopefully. But the can art. Mm-hmm. And the name, it's all in my feels, and I love it. And uh, I love it. I, I had some stuff. I'm trying to rack my brain because I did have some stuff before I went before I went down to Bend. Um, I had that Export 66. Is it 66? Oh, I don't remember. I'm looking at the can. It's kind of blurry. It I might the, be 66. I had the 68. Export from Wayfinder. Um, stopped in at Slabtown and grabbed a couple four-packs Um to socially distance drink with a buddy and got a four pack of uh, West Coast Best Coast, their collab with Grains, which I can see why a lot of people would like that. It wasn't my beer. Okay. Which is surprising because with those two making IPAs, I thought I would be all over it. And they had a fresh batch of that Portland Gear collab IPA, the double dry hopped IPA, and that was awesome. Awesome. I'm trying to think. There's We're drinking Ewok Dreams from Von Eber right now because it was in my fridge and I said, why not? <laughs> um, gosh, I think there's something else, too, that I'm just not thinking about. They labeled it American IPA. They did. I had Fresh Translator from Ruse. Which Speaking makes me of upset Amer- because this is a clear IPA, <laughs> and other American IPA labels are hazy IPAs. Speaking of Ruse Brewery, I had one of their American West Coast IPAs <laughs> called Translator, and that was a fresh batch of that is always is always quite the treat. I had some Chuckanut Pills as well. I'm trying to think, there was another great logger that I jumped on. I can't remember, but yeah, cool. That was it. Let us know what your weekend beer was. DM us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash beers on us. Okay, I had, an, I had a nice back and forth with Mike on Instagram, one of our one of our listeners, about how he was excited that he got a can that said hazy. West Coast IPA, and he was like, see, this is how you should describe it. Yes. And I was like, except for it says Hazy West Coast, which doesn't make sense. 
That's like me saying I'm a but tall it, I'm a tall short guy. You're like what? <laughs> you're a short guy. No, but I'm a tall short guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I could be shorter. No, you're still short. Yes. You're a hazy West Coast. No, you're just a hazy. Yes. That it, but at least it said hazy. At least it said it. At least, at least it, said it said hazy. I got that's a good some, kick out of the exchange. That's important. That's very, very important. So let us know what you've been drinking, uh, or keep letting us know if you've been doing so already on Instagram.com slash beers on us. So the episode today is oh. Bend, comma, space, Oregon. Oregon. That is where Patrick was this weekend. Yes. You I actually, partook in many a brewery. Yeah, I actually got back like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> and uh, then you leave again. Yeah, we're tonight. going to Dundee tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, we're going to Dundee tomorrow. But nice that's little, just, nice that's, little week of drinking. Yeah, yeah that's, we're going to do a little wine. I might come in to sneak down to McMinnville on Friday because we don't have plans on Friday, but we have to be back. We have to stay the night here in Portland due to the youngins. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, you should definitely go to McMinnville. So and, I'm going to uh, try to sneak into McMinnville, although we're a little more wine and food this time around. Because I'll tell you what, man, as we start to get into this Ben thing, Pub food is pub food, right? Majority of the time, any brewery you go to, pub food's going to be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your burgers if you like it. I had a really great sandwich at Sun River. Um, you're going to get, if you want mac and cheese, everyone in Bend makes pizza. There's that. Yeah, some some are better than others. And sure. you can find those places for sure. But generally, you know what you're getting. You get your nachos. You're, you mm-hmm. know, someone's got some weird kind of cool, like, uh, what was it? Boneyard has like a polenta has a like a polenta something. I don't remember, but I was like, that looks really good. And the guy was like, it's bomb. And he dropped like six F-bombs while he said it. So I was like, that must be really good. <laughs> I was like, you sure you work here? It's phone yard um, But outside of that, this is something like we had dinner at nicer places on Monday and Tuesday night. Tuesday night was definitely better than Monday night. But the thing is, is that food in Bend, honestly, is just not that exciting. Really? Yeah, it's, it's not. Interesting. You would think because it's such a travel destination and people are so into it that you would have like good high-end upscale food. It just doesn't exist. Like I said, you can go to a brewery and you can, you know, you got the great you got great pub food there, you know. Deschutes is always going to make good food. It seems like everybody makes pizza. So you have those options, but in terms of like nicer end like date night, swung and missed on one and swung and, you know, that was a deep drive to left field that didn't quite make it over the <laughs> fence, but we were in for a stand-up double. Okay. You know. Yeah. And you knew you were going to put the headset on again. I, I am fortunate enough that I will be putting the headset back on. That's interesting. I, I've only been to Bend twice since I've lived here. Well, I guess three times, but twice that I've stayed multiple days. And I feel like I remember having one nice dinner, mm-hmm. but it was with my family and it was based around a wedding. Okay. So it was like... Yeah. Uh, it's different. It wasn't like just going out to a nice restaurant. Um, yeah, but you're right. Now that I think about it, it's a lot of the same type of food. Yeah, because we got, we got you know, we, we went to Sun River was our first stop, was Sun River Brewing, the uh, Galveston the pub. Galveston because um, that's where the lady, that was her, that was her first choice of breweries to go to. And we went there and we had some beers and had a sandwich for lunch and it was great. And then... You know, after that, after we kind of struck out with dinner that night, the next day, it's like with all this beer we're drinking and we didn't really do that much beer drinking and that much brewery hopping. But it's like I can't eat another heavy meal again. And if so, it better be like 
really nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind eating heavy meals, but I'd prefer it on the high end than just like slamming burgers and pizza and fries everywhere. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> this body already hates me for everything I've done to it in the past. I got to kind of keep it in check these days. So that so that that was interesting. That was something that I I knew going into it, and I just always forget. I never would have thought about it like that. And I don't know. I, I think it's because I think about Bend as like a mini Portland in terms of a really really uh, local based scene for food and drink because so many places in Oregon are like that, right? Even small towns in Oregon are very proud of getting locally sourced ingredients and all I've that I've had amazing stuff. food in Newburgh, in Dundee, and all over the Willamette Valley. I've had phenomenal Out food. Out in the coast, you know, there's great restaurants <clears throat> all over the place. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's not. we're not saying there's bad restaurants, but it is interesting that it doesn't seem to match that exact vibe from here. And I wonder, honestly, if a lot of it is the tourism slash California influx. Which maybe it keeps it more generic. Yeah, that it's like you have people that are in town that are willing to spend money. They're on vacation, so they don't necessarily care about what their diet is. And they will eat burgers and pizza and stuff like that. Me and mine, we just tend to kind of not be that way. Um, so that that's, that's an interesting kind of parallel. We did stop at a couple craft cocktail places and had some phenomenal craft cocktails. That's great. Went to this place called Dogwood, and I enjoyed the cocktails so much. I couldn't decide between four of them. It was like a tequila, a mezcal, a whiskey, and a gin drink, and I couldn't decide between all four of those, so I was like... I'll get one of each. I go, hey, babe, slip that menu in your in your purse, please. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> so, because, you know, because I like to make cocktails, and a lot of them seem really interesting, so especially when I get together with a lot of my friends, sometimes I'll do big batch stuff, and some of those just looked Excellent. Mm. Which so, one did you choose? I chose the gin one. Okay. It was gin with some cucumbers and, oh God, now I can't remember. So there was something else really great about do, it. Do, do, nope, do, I lost do, it. Do, do, do. I lost it. No, nope, I don't got it. I, I guess, go- I mean, I guess I could look it up. Well, I mean, I was, I was giving you the Jeopardy time. Oh, no, I know. To write I know. your final answer. I, what I is. <laughs> I, I don't have one. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Zero dollar bid. What is question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I I never really thought of it like that. I, I honestly just always assumed Ben was similar to Portland in terms of having really cool high-end restaurants everywhere. Mm-hmm. I kind of just felt like because the, the vibe was kind of the same way. The other thought I had was maybe because so many people out there are so so outdoorsy and so so much about health, which I mean, I guess is also like Portland, but it's way more extreme down there. That they don't really care as much about food. Yeah. Because they're so health focused and they're always out and they're camping and they're hiking mm-hmm. and they're skiing and everything that like, why go to a restaurant if I've just been out for nine hours on the mountain? Exactly. Like I'll go home and order, like I'll, I'll have something quick or I ate something on the mountain or whatever. It could be that too. I found it. The big difference that this had, it had some sea salt and it had some black pepper that like I couldn't quite taste full on black pepper, but boy, it gave the drink a lot of nice bite. Interesting. And that black really pepper into. is something I tend to avoid in a lot of things because it's just too much for me. Like, a I mean, lot. basic I amounts of back, black pepper are fine. Everything I cook has black pepper. Yeah. Everything. Well, I, I understand that it's part of ingredients and you use it to, you know, season stuff. But when they have like the extra, extra black pepper or like the big kernels. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> it's not, it's not even the spice factor. I like spicy food. It's just, it's just it, too much. It's just too much for me. Like a Kalamata olive. That has a whole lot of flavor. I don't like olives. Well, so, well there you go. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Uh, it reminds me of like clove, like how strong <laughs> it hits when you take a bite into it. It's like, gah! That's like what it reminds me of, getting that thick black pepper kernel. 
So let's switch to the main point of the story here. Yes. Uh, our beer extravaganza. You went to how many breweries? I went to Sun River, Boneyard, One, two, Bend, three, Crux, four. I think that's it. Okay. I tried to go to Silver Moon. They are only open on the weekends. I've been to Good Life a ton, so I didn't go to Good Life. I've been to the Deschutes, so I didn't go to the Deschutes. Worthy has a new tap room downtown because their brewery is kind of outside of town. Oh, that's cool. They have a new tap room that's downtown that I almost went to, but I ended up not. Um, but guess what? I ran into something that I run into, I feel like, every time that I travel outside of the city. Where are the loggers? <laughs> Where are the crispies? Okay, we were at uh, we were at uh, Sun River, and they had an American Pale Ale on that I got called "Don't Judge Me." Okay, um, which I quite enjoyed. Was that the place you went and got all? Oh no, you, no, that's Bend. You got all non hoppy beers that Bend Brewing, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, we'll um, get to that. Okay, yeah. so, so American I, Pale Ale at Sun, Sun River. River had a great American Pale Ale from them. Tried their barrel aged. Mexican coffee stout, which I thought was good, solid. Okay. Didn't blow me away, solid. How coffee y was it? No, not very. Okay. Not very. Or it might have been Mexican hot chocolate. Ooh. I think it was Mexican hot chocolate. Ooh. I wanted a little more spice. Um, and I thought it was a little milky and less barely as I like tend to like those, but I still thought it was solid. They had an alt beer, which I tried and quite enjoyed. Was it, it was, like a classic alt beer? It was a classic alt beer. Not the stick A? It was not the stick A. <laughs> Stikey, whatever the hell you call it. Um, no, I had an alt beer from them. They had a Mexican lager in cans, but it was only in cans. They didn't have it on draft anymore, which kind of made me think it's a little old mm-hmm. if they ran out of draft Pro- but still have cans. True, yeah. They had a bunch of hazies well, on it. And it's a Mexican lager in April. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, and they had a bunch of hazies on, but you know me, I didn't really try those. And so that's what I had there. Switch over to Crux, and I ordered their Pilsner and got a Southern Hemisphere IPA. So, Oh, they gave you the wrong beer? Yeah. Oh. So that doesn't count. Okay. Well, because I asked for a sample of it, and I tried it, and I took a sip of it, and I go to the bartender. I was like, I'll have the Pilsner. And he goes, coming right up. Poured me a pint of that. I was like, well... It literally just tried this and said I'll have something else. But what, I, what if that was the Pilsner? No, it wasn't. No, okay. because I know Crux Pilsner and okay. I just tasted it. So I was like, oh. So anyway, but and then, it, you know, I went at Ben Brewing, they had a Bohemian Pilsner, which was soft and fruity. I quite enjoyed it, but I wanted it to be a little more bitey, mm-hmm. a little more crisp. Uh, and I had a pint of their Vienna lager. Same situation. Had good flavor, but was soft. Interesting. And so I kind of thought to myself, is this where we are with loggers and bend? You know, it's possible. Are we are we getting there? It's soft, but it's not quite the bright crisp crispness we like out of a crispy. It's interesting that it would be such a wild difference in those two cities as well. Like I, I often, maybe this is my own mistake, but I often kind of just thought they were on the same page. To a certain extent, Mm -hmm. you know, the beer game was level. They were both at the same level as each other and they were kind of going the same direction. It's interesting to hear that they're not exactly there. Yeah. And I had, you know, uh, is it a time of year thing? I'm not. It's not not summer yet where they would get more crispies out. In this town, people in this town, people will drink lagers all day, every day. And I know that's not fair to necessarily compare that. Um, But, you know, friend of the pod, Chris Martin, he, uh, you know commented on the Instagram post, Don't Sleep on Pabo, which is uh, Boneyard's Pilsner. 
and I had that while I was there. Again, I thought it was fine. I thought it was flavorful, but it was soft. Mm -hmm. Like, where's the? I want. I want that light, bright, kind of a floral note. Floral and like, for lack of term, bubbly carbonated. You know, and that crisp, clean bite finish. And they just none of them were quite there. Some other things I had have been brewing. Um, they had a dark orange kettle sour. I'm seeing a lot more orange in beers this these last few months. Yeah, because remember I told you the one at Culmination I had the stout had orange in it, oh, okay. the orange liqueur, and um, I forget where I was. I went somewhere else that had <laughs> that had an orange stout. It might have just been on a shelf somewhere. So I'm seeing that flavor used a little bit more. It's interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. How dare you cough? I got the COVIDs. Yeah. No, that's not true. They just got good weed and Ben, baby. <laughs> hey, uh, that that is true. Although you know, I'm not like stoned all day every day. Um, let's see. Uh, the orange, the dark orange sour was really interesting. The nose was awful. I smelled it and I was like, "Was my girlfriend was thinking about grabbing it?" And then she ended up going with the Tropic Pines, which is classic. Such a great Ben Brewing beer. Um. And so I did the little flight. I got a pint of the Vienna Lager and then did a little mini flight. And I threw that one on there. The nose was really rough. But when I tasted it, it was like a slightly tart, one of those orange chocolate balls that you mm-hmm. like break. You like usually see them around holiday. Yeah. I think my parents used to always get them from like Nordstrom's or something when we were kids. And you like crack it on the table and it opens up like, and a, there's like, candy like an inside onion bloom or sort of like thing. Chocolate or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this orange chocolate. It tasted like that, slightly tart. It was delicious. And I tried interesting that the nose would be so off. Yeah. I mean, there it it just it didn't smell like orange. It didn't smell like sour and it didn't smell like chocolate. It just kind of was like, is this beer about to be a hot mess? And I, I quite enjoyed it actually. And the last beer, or I guess I two more beers they have a killer stash series which is a hoppy pale ale series that they're doing Mm -hmm. and on the menu it said amarillo and when i got in line because that's what i was going to get and then as as my pint and then when i got in line i pulled an audible because they must have changed it and not updated their menu because it's a new batch with talus hops in it Mm. and so i was like well (laughs) you know i i your hatred for coconut is known i I, you know and i love coconut but not in my ipas and you know talus to me is still a new hop and i still want to still want to try it out and see how and see how it goes you know wouldn't that have been a good opportunity to try that beer then so I did. Oh, okay. So I got it in a in a four ounce along with a CDA, and the CDA they did was awesome. It was super dry. Wow, I haven't heard the term CDA in a right? very long time. <laughs> it was super dry, and it had subtle, soft, uh, like roasty character to it. The hop character was fantastic. I was really blown away by how clean and balanced the hop flavor was for a CDA. Because lots of times it's there, but it's kind of it gets really muddled. masked and yeah, muddled is a good term. Uh, and then I try, I did try the uh, Talus Pale Killer Stash. Better than most Talus beers that I've had. Don't like Talus hops. Just don't do it. It's just not doing it for me. And this hmm. one was a lot more subtle, so I, it didn't sound like it was single hopped. Sounds like it's more of a you know like this is the featured hop, right? Which that's where I want to really taste Talus because I think on its own it's clear that I'm not into that. But if you, as we talked last week or two weeks ago, I don't remember, about the blends and I think it was last week, yeah. and how hops play with each other and how I tend to like the combinations, it was better than most of them. But boy, 
I don't know how many Did more. Did you know what else was in it? No, I didn't. Because mm. the menu, it said Amarillo. So I, it must have just changed over and they hadn't had the chance to change the menu. So I will still try, but I don't know how much more Talus beers I need to try to convince myself that that tickles my flavor palette. It also could just, you haven't found the right combination yet. Like yeah. you haven't found what Talus goes well with for your palate. Right. Or the brewers haven't found it yet yes. because it's such a new hop. It's still such a new hop and people are still experimenting with it. You know, I'm sure Citra back in the day was like, what the hell is this? How do we do this? So, uh, the, you know, the jury's still out. I'm leaning one way heavier than the other. But, yeah, that's just not my thing. Yeah, it's okay. At least you tried it. At that's least good. I'm And I'm going to keep trying them. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not stupid. I'm going to keep trying them. I will say this. I always knew, because I've been to Crux a thousand times, which is why I haven't really spoken about it, because I wanted to show the girlfriend there, girlfriend Crux, because Crux is the... OG, in my opinion, of the baller outdoor space. Mm -hmm. Like that spot, I remember the first time I went to Crux 10 plus years ago, it was like, are you serious? This is what we can do with craft beer? They're, Why don't they do this everywhere? They're kind of like off by their by themselves, but close enough to parking lots that you can still get there. Mm -hmm. But they have so much space, at least when I was there, around them to be used. Right, right. And it's and it's still that way. But now down the street, not too far, is immersion brewing. Mm -hmm. We would have stopped there, but that place looked bonkers busy. And there were some couple other like restaurants and shops in this newer development kind yeah. of down by when there. When I was there, that was there. I went to immersion. That was I struggled with immersion when I went there. Okay. I, I think it was because they were doing a lot of hazies right before the hazy craze hit. And I was like, oh, I'll try your IPA, hazy. And I was like, no, I don't like this. But I didn't know what it was yet. I need an adult. Yeah, please help me. Um, and so I want to take her and show her that. Show her that. And what's interesting is we went there after we were at Ben Brewing. And I'd never been to the Ben Brewing spot. And it was in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. So I don't expect it to be that busy. But boy, Ben Brewing was way busier than Crux. Mm. And their outdoor patio is amazing. Ben Brewing's? Yes. It's right there on Mirror Pond. And it's got this huge grass area, tables everywhere. We sat up on the deck and I had the iPad out and watched uh, some Champions League because they had Wi-Fi for the outdoor patio. And I was kind of like... What's the Wi-Fi password that for the patio Wi-Fi? There's patio Wi-Fi, and the bartender goes, "Yeah, yeah, we have pati patio Wi-Fi out there." So in case you want to get onto something, it was awesome. The place was great, and we saw a ton of food walk by. And, it, you and know, you're it, saying this is a new Ben Brewing location? I had never been there. I'm, I'm looking at it on Google now. It looked really modern. This says it, this one's on the river. Yeah, I had never been there. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can find it. But it had the up, you know, it had, you know, all the updated stuff. It didn't seem like an OG spot. Interesting. And I couldn't tell. I didn't really walk around, but I couldn't tell if they brew on site there. Is this, is this it right on the river right there? Yep, that's it. Oh, okay, cool. And you see all that grass mm -hmm. up to the river? That's all their space. Wow. Oh, yeah, I see they got, like, picnic tables back there mm -hmm. and stuff. I bet you they do live music in the summer. It was really cool. That's pretty cool. I thought that outdoor space was really rad. It's right in the heart of downtown. Mm-hmm. I tried to go there to watch the national championship, and they were like, yeah, dude, we got some tables inside. Ain't nobody leaving. <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, otherwise, you know, you know, long story short, 
you know, I've kind of always thought this, you know, and it could be my biases towards, you know, where I'm from and where I've worked, but I think Bend has a great beer community. I think Portland makes better beer Mm -hmm. as a whole. Um, I definitely think we're more outside the box. There's a lot more experimentation. I think there's a lot more barrel programs, you know, because if you go down there, it's like Ale Apothecary and maybe Deschutes has some stuff, but... And Crux, Crux as well. But I didn't see any barrel-aged beer from Ben Brewing. Boneyard doesn't barrel-age. So You had the one from Sun River. That was a sour. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a, it was a stout. The Mexican oh, hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it just seems like they kind of know their lane and they stick to it. They do hops great. They do hops really well. Because well. I, I was going to say that is <clears> that <throat> a lot of our recent favorite beers have been Ben beers. Mm-hmm. So, like, their best beers stack up yeah but overall the beers up here are better than the bend that's what i would say yeah i would say if you look what i what because what i like to do is i like to drink beers that aren't packaged if i'm going somewhere if i'm in you know denver colorado you know if i want to go to great divide which is an old you know denver brewery that i've had a lot of i don't need to try colette and yeti and orabel and all this orabel is it orabel I am of no help. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. It's their Trapel. I can't remember what it's called. It's got the arrow. And anyway, um, like I can, I can get those. I can have those. So I always want to try off, you know, off the packaging menu. And when you go to a Von Ebert, when you go to a Breakside, a culmination, a Berlick, a a Wayfinder, the non-packaged stuff. Although I think Wayfinder packages all their stuff now. So does Berlick, I think. But anyway, all their off stuff is usually really great Mm -hmm. it's usually awesome and i don't see a large off the normal beaten path menu at a lot of the ben breweries still a lot of reds a lot of imperial reds but i I didn't see a single saison so it's interesting it's almost i didn't even see that many kettle sours it's almost like they're either stuck a little old school or they've found that the clientele and Bend want it to be that way. And I think it's that. Okay. Because now I didn't go to Ten Barrel, and I know that Tanya over there at Ten Barrel in the Bend location, she is all over the place. She will do anything and everything. What you know, whether it's kettle sours, loggers, she will touch them all. I don't go there for big beer reasons. Big beer reasons. Uh, even though she's a wonderful person and a fantastic brewer. Um, so I guess that doesn't. I guess that doesn't count because I I can't tell you about that. You didn't go to Deschutes this time either, so you don't know exactly what they've got going on. No, I as don't. Their extra non as their extra beer. non and and lots of times my favorite Deschutes beer are their one offs. Yeah, me their too. Pa- their packaged beer can be a little rough for me, especially their hoppy stuff. It's a little too malt forward. It's a little old school for me. But I mean, when you got to make, you know, seventy thousand barrels of fresh squeezed, you got to cut some corners somewhere. <laughs> um, but yes, when I go to the shoots, that tends to be I enjoy the one-off stuff. I almost got a shook night at Boneyard, but I was like, I got a long night ahead of me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for a. Well, and you didn't do worthy either, so it's not a full picture. I didn't do a full picture. Well, well, and because, good life, but well, because because we like beer. Yeah, you know, we love beer, the two of us. But we also didn't want to just get smashed all right. day, and you know, because then you bounce around, and again, this goes back to the food thing. When you bounce around like that, you eventually get hungry, and then you're eating too much fried stuff, and I don't want to do that. I like to do it one day of that. 
I did it yeah. when, when I last went to Ben with my ex-wife. We went and we did a we just walked everywhere, mm-hmm. and we went to Deschutes, and we went to Immersion, and we went to Crux, and we went to Good Life, and we went to Sun River, and we went somewhere else, and it was just like it's like you get an app everywhere, and you get like two or three beers everywhere, mm-hmm. or like a, a sample tray, sure, and. That was kind of nice. It was like, oh, we shared an appetizer at each place, which was it didn't feel quite as extreme. I'll tell you what. But it is a lot of fried food, yes. You and I go down there, I'll be your huckleberry with it. All right? <laughs> All right. I will. We can go to six breweries in one day and six breweries the next day, and I will eat fried food, and let's make sure we get a place with two bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny thing. We stayed at this place right on the river. We stayed at this place right on the river. It was a really cool spot. Was it a um, B&B or? No, it's like a little riverside hotel sort of thing. And we stayed there. I mean, I think we found it on Airbnb, but hotels are on Airbnb now. Uh, and we walked in and there's one bedroom and there's two bathrooms. We were like, this is awesome. Like full-size <laughs> bathrooms with showers in each of them. We were like, this is amazing. I'm so jacked about this. We kept making jokes. Hey, get out of my bathroom, lady. You know, it was so funny. He's <laughs> like, well, there's a one bedroom, one bedroom hotel. It's funny how it stuff has, like and that. It has a bedroom, it has a bathroom connected to the bedroom, and then a bathroom full size off off the kitchen. It's it's very funny because I I did something similar when we were traveling. We connected to Minneapolis, and I've been there many times. And the Minneapolis airport has the best bathrooms of any airport bathroom ever. And that's such a funny thing that when it hits your head, if nobody would ever, if anybody asked me. What are the best airport bathrooms you've ever seen? I'd be like, I have no idea. But once you find the one, yep. you know it. It's 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 not even close how nice these bathrooms are. So we connected there, and we were walking to the gate, me and my girlfriend, and I was like, do you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> and she was like, not really. And I was like, go to the bathroom. <laughs> and it was, and she was like, why? And I'm like, trust me, these are the nicest bathrooms ever. Is somebody like handing out party favors in there or what? <laughs> like, what's going on, dude? We it's about just, to get lit? No, it's just... When you go to enough airports, airport bathrooms are horrifying experiences. They're, they're awful. They're awful. They're sticky, and things are too close to each other, and there's no privacy. All the things that we have now valued yes. due to the COVID. Yes. They're like stadium bathrooms. Oh, um, those are the worst. But I love Providence Park. Those bathrooms are brutal. At the Minneapolis airport, they redid all the bathrooms, and they've got like murals all over the walls each stall is completely sealed to the bottom so you can't like look under at people's legs oh there's tons of space for the urinals in the guy's bathroom it's just bright it's spotless clean it's like marble that's awesome it's so nice and so we went to the gate she didn't go to the bathroom and she's like i gotta go now and there was like a, an old bathroom near our gate i was like no <laughs> please go to the one i wanted you to go to and she came back and i was like so how was it she was like yeah, it's a nice bathroom, Mike. I don't know why you're so hyped about it. And like for me, it's like that. It's that. It's the yeah. two bathrooms in a in a hotel. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's weird to me. But for you, you're like, this is awesome. I know. We were like, I, I think we even. <laughs> I think for the more majority of the time, we used the same bathroom. Right. <laughs> like we didn't even really split up. But it was two bathrooms, so it was cool. Yeah, that so was funny. the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport yeah. bathrooms for me. Was oh my god, you have to experience this because every bathroom in an airport is horrific and these are not. I know one of my favorite travel things, we're going to Dundee tomorrow and uh, I'm really excited because one of my favorite things to do when I travel is that I take like two showers a day and a lot of that is because, I mean, A, you're walking around doing stuff, especially if you do in the summer when it's hot, but the shower in my apartment, I love my apartment, 
There are some some things to be desired about my apartment. Your the, bathroom is very strange. The bathroom strange. is awful. It's <laughs> awful, awful, awful. I hate it. The shower is the bane of my existence, and I love showers. Yes, me too. Now, my girlfriend's house, very nice house, modern built, all that kind of stuff. If I move in there, I will. we will redo the shower because it's not bad, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so when I go travel someplace, I will give you 10 stars. For your review, if you have a great granite tile, modern shower, awesome shower head. (laughs) I love old school houses so much. But those bathrooms suck. God, those bathrooms suck. Those new age shower. Oh, baby. Mm. Oh, baby. Yeah. Patrick's apartment bathroom is an adventure. We have an accordion door with a with a little like he has an accordion door. And to your toilet's it. on a platform. Yeah, you have to take a step up. A large step up. Yep. And when you open the shower when you open the shower door, um it only opens not even halfway. Because it hits the toilet. Because it hits the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, my bathroom sucks. I didn't I walked in and I was like, I don't I There's no windows, the ventilation is terrible, so I have to I have to deep clean the sink every two weeks. Otherwise mm-hmm. I get pink mold. Yeah. And you're just like I'm doing is brushing my teeth. <laughs> well, all right. There's so I our... simply travel for other people's bathrooms. Yes, it's very important. There's our Bend, Oregon segment, podcast episode. Let us know what you think about Bend Beer. If you live down there and you listen to us, let us know if we're wrong or if we missed anything. Once we get out of COVID, you and I, we will go down there. We talked about it I before will... COVID of doing like, we'll, we'll rent a hotel for a night or whatever. And then. Yeah. And I will set something up. Fart I'll, around. I'll, I'll try to get Patrick from Sun River. I'll try to get somebody from other breweries and we'll do our, our old school true on location. We can. We'll probably honestly do like three episodes based on it because it'll be very long if we go to sure. all the spots. But yeah, we want to do that really a badly. Three part series. If yeah, you will. we want to do that really, really badly. You don't know, like two hour podcasts like when we did Double Mountain and Freem. Well, that was an hour forty, and boy, was that a disaster at the end of it. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. I was the disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this view. Isn't this just amazing? We're right on the river. It's amazing. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm Harry Carey. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, Beer of the Week. It's something that is very near and dear to my heart. I don't know if the beer is good, but the can and the name is great, and I love it. So we'll get to that next. Knowing this brewery, the beer probably sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> Beer's on us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris, Sierra Nevada Pale Leo. Whoa, man. Beer of the week time! I'm here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. That was a decent one. It was. This beer is from Wayfinder. What is exciting about this beer is it's from Wayfinder. That is partially why it's exciting. But I honestly don't care if the beer is good or not. It will be because it's Wayfinder. <laughs> this beer is called Crusher Destroyer. Crusher Destroyer. It is a smoked Bach. And the reason it is called Crusher Destroyer is because that is a song by the band Mastodon. Mastodon. And Mastodon is even on this label above Crusher Destroyer. And Crusher Destroyer is a song on their very first album. Mastodon has become a very popular metal band. Uh, the last uh, five, seven, eight years, they're they're very, very approachable. They're kind of they've kind of become like grunge metal. 
okay. where they're just kind of they're sludgy. They're not like heavy. They're not growly. But in their first few albums, they were a little bit more classical metal. It's funny you said sludgy. I'll get back to that. And um, this is, I think, this is their most popular song on their very first album, Remission. And uh, there was, they also had an EP before that. But I'm getting into the weeds here. I love Mastodon. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, their album, Crack the Sky, is one of the greatest albums ever made, in my opinion. It's so good, and there's so much emotion in it. And the fact that I saw this on their Instagram page, and I was like, I think I saw it around April 1st, and I was like, is this an April <clears throat> Fool's joke? Are you messing with me? Like, did you guys <clears throat> partner with effing Mastodon and get the rights to use one of their more popular songs and then have amazing artwork that is based in some way on Mastodon's artwork on some of their albums? I am, like, in love. I am in love. And it's a smoked Bach, which is a really interesting style of beer because Bachs are interesting and rarely done. Uh, and then smoked Bach is even more to an extra level of rarely done. So I'm just interested to try the beer, but so happy. I'm actually going to keep this can. <clears throat> actually, no. We'll keep it on the wall. Thank you. But whenever the wall gets taken down, I'm keeping this can. Just go get more. I can go get more. I love this. I, lo- I love Mastodon, and I love that they did this. No offense to Wayfinder, <clears throat> but I don't think a smoked Bach is flying. Unless you put Mastodon artwork on it. Even that. Even if I was a diehard Mastodon, I'd buy one can. Mm -hmm. Smoked box are definitely your own kind of beast. Double decocted, richly imbued with deep caramel melts. Malts. Melts. Best enjoyed sludgingly slow. (laughs) Burn your game plan. 16 full ounce. 7.2%. Listen to Mastodon. Mastodonrocks.com. Okay. Can you text Kevin and see if he actually has a deal with Mastodon for this? Sure. I will text him right now. Because if he knows Mastodon and that's the thing that's happening, I'm very happy. It just makes my heart feel feel full. Metal and beer together goes together in my mind. That's why Grains of Wrath has the metal theme. And they play metal music at Grains of Wrath for the most part. And when we went before they opened, it was even more real metal because they can't really play that when the general public's coming in. But it just, to me, it's a marriage that is perfect. Metal and beer, and metal and craft beer in particular. And I actually like this beer a lot, too. It's good. It's good. It's got, I'm often very, very, like, uncomfortable with these smoked flavors in beers. But for whatever reason, this one's kind of sitting well for me. I feel like it matches the Bach flavor well. Because sometimes Bach can be a little... I guess the my experience with Bach is like Scheinerbach out of Austin. Sure, yeah. That's the classic. And it's it's kind of got like this sweetness to it that is almost a little bit too much. I think it drinks like an amber for people that don't understand the style. And then I think the smoked like aspect of beer. this is cutting that sweetness out and it's making it more uh, depth of flavor. Well, you know, I, I think one thing that's that can be really difficult when it comes to smoked beers <clears throat> is A, your sulfur content, and just B... And I mean, this is kind of repeating the same thing, but I think you'll understand when we're talking. Like, you don't want matchstick. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to feel like you're tasting, breathing a matchstick. But I get the smoke on this like I get smoke on a mezcal, like on a nice mezcal that comes into your palate and you can almost breathe it out. Yeah. And it's like this pleasant, like, oh, I can breathe it out. Now, the difference between this and like a Roush Hellas is this, I think you want the smoke to be a little more prominent. You want it to be a little more featured. To where I feel like a Roush Hellas or any Roush beer, uh, for that matter, it should be a little more, little more dialed back, a little more subtle, nuanced. This I kind of want it up front. 
But I think this does a really good job of meeting it somewhere in the middle, that the box still hits the flavor profile where it needs to hit. The smoke is there, but yes, it is not. I'm not breathing fire. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I have not put a lit, a, a burned out matchstick in my mouth. I guess the, the only part that I get a little <clears throat> bit of that is in the back end of the sip. I do get a little bit of that matchstick flavor. Mm-hmm. It comes through really strong in the, in the beginning and then kind of mellows into the beer and then it just reawakens at the end, um, which I guess could be. I don't know if that's a negative or not, or if it's just your palate that you don't like, but <clears throat> I Crusher Destroyer. I just like saying that. <laughs> this the beer smells smoked, which is very, very nice. And it's uh it's just it's one of those beers that I was talking about last week and two weeks ago. I want more unique things coming out from these breweries that are being canned so that we can <clears throat> try them all. And it's not like Oh, I have to go to Wayfinder to try the smoke box. It's oh, this is on the shelf and I get a chance to try it. Well, it's it's one of the things, you know, and 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 to be fair, they were doing this before COVID. Um but these guys, you know, Wayfinder has kind of been in the head of this and I don't want to say they were the first because I don't want to, you know, forget somebody else out there. But who cans a smoked bock? You know what I mean? Like who locally is going to can a smoked bock? Nobody's going to do that. When you're talking about, like, I remember when these guys can a Schwarz beer, I was like, look, I love Schwarz. Nobody's buying that. And then I'm at my local places and someone's like, ooh, I'll take a four pack of that. And you're like, well, I guess I'll just go F myself right now because <laughs> um, that is legit. And so and so I, I you know, I, I honestly did just text Kevin. Um, I doubt he will get back to me right away. He probably is, you know making beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did text him, and so I will I will report back on that when I get it. But it's cool, whether it's a, a Schwarz beer, a smoked Bach, you know, they're, you know, the, a Baltic Porter, yep. you know, things like that. Gravity like, Drop, it's a good beer, too. Y- you know, things like that, like... They also had another smoked beer come out recently. Uh, well, they do their Roush Hellas, their smoked Hellas. It might have been that, but it was some, it might have been something different. I remember talking about it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. It was a smoked was lager. Was it a smoked Porter? I think it was a smoked lager. Okay. And I think and it was really really good, really delightful. Yeah, so I think, you know, you know, if you are a home brewer or if you're a smaller brewery that's, you know, scared to try this kind of stuff, remember it can be done. Like if you make a smoked bock and it's well made and you make a Baltic porter and it's well made, why the hell not? Okay? You don't need to dump 30 barrels, 60 barrels God knows 120 barrels into a canning line. But if you can snag out 10 barrels, if you can make a 10 barrel batch, 10, 15 barrel batch, and can half of it, why the hell not? I think, especially during the pandemic, it's a smart move because people want your beer, but they're not going to go out to get it. So right, it's, right. it's a smart Pre-pandemic, move. Pre-pandemic, you're like, oh, Wayfinder makes hell and flour in the kettle. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's it. Oh, and maybe relapse. Now it's like... I don't know. They can like 17 different beers well, I now. Think, I think, well, one, it was a way to, so that people stayed in touch with the brewery, but also I think it's going to do nothing but help because now that all these beers are out there and you've probably had a bunch of people try random ones, it's not Wayfinder is hell and I'm going to go get that at the store. It's, oh, I can go down to their spot and try a bunch of different beers that I've had and enjoy it and try their food or something it, like it that. It is surely not going to hurt it. And no. don't call me surely. Um, but I, I, I am into it. Also, Wayfinder's open. Yeah. I wanted to go this weekend, but I got busy with life stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would like to go again. I miss that place. I miss all the places. Shout out to my homeboy, Joris. He's the bar manager over there. 
Great dude. I have not been to a brewery in a very long time. Yeah? I miss it. I miss it. What's the last brewery I went to? Last one I went to was Bear Lake with you. We oh, did the pizza right, and, right. and beer night. I had be- I had a beer at Slabtown the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you just went to multiple breweries in Bend this weekend, so. That is true. <laughs> I already forgot about that. That is true. Good point, Mike. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, you've been yeah. just uh, yesterday. Didn't see that coming. Who says I wasn't there this morning? Uh, nobody said that. I wasn't. Ooh, you know what I forgot to tell you, though? I got ripping in the fridge right now. That was canned on the 23rd. Mmm. Tastes amazing. Did you get that at Sun River? Yes. Do you, did you remember that when I got ripping at Safeway, it was five days old? I don't care. You got the same batch I got. It was so good. It's so good. I finished it. It's so, it's good. I know. I went to the Albertsons in town and got a six-pack of it, and it was like on the 15th. And I was like, eh, 30 days? Yeah. I'm cool with this. And I was like, wow, this is really good. Then I went to the brewery, and I was like, I'm going to pick up a six of this. Holy goodness. <laughs> I love this beer. <laughs> it's really good. So thank you. I also got Vicious Mosquito last week because it was fresh. Yeah. And it was delightful. It's so much bigger than than Rippin'. I always forget that. Yep. It's a true IPA. It's a true IPA. Versus a pale. Oh, everyone's IPAs down there are 7%. Everybody's. Mm. Every IPA is 7%. Well, you said they had Imperials, right? Imperial Reds. Yeah. So 7% yeah, it's makes like, sense. It's like, I want that dot, you know. I gotta, There's no sessions. I, I, I got to make ends meet here. <laughs> there should be sessions. Power to the sessions. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, follow us on our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, beers on us or beers on us pod on Twitter specifically. And then uh, let us know what you're drinking and let us know what you think about Ben's beer. If you live down there or if you visited recently, let us know what you think in our DMs on Instagram. We'll be back next week, Thursday at 4, with an episode that we haven't decided on yet. But I will be fully vaccinated. Not two weeks in. You know, you got to wait two weeks. But I will have my second shot. I'm going to have you cough all over me. See if I can get that goodness. Mm. A little extra head start on it. Yeah. Is that how coughing after a vaccine works? Sure. I don't know, man. We're all in uncharted territory here. Dude. I suppose that is true. I suppose that Who is knows? true. Who knows? Maybe it will help inoculate my body. Mm. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, give I, us some herd mentality. Herd immunity. Oh, right. I got some on the brain. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. We'll see you guys next week. Have a very good rest of your week. God, poor sis.